On today's show, we'll break down each of the playoff games in men's and women's action. The NBL is about to get their preseason games underway, so we'll have a quick chat about that. And we'll go over the regular season performances for each QBL team by the statistics. All that and more right here on the Long and Short QBL Podcast. Playoff time again, and uh, this is the best time of the year with every single game coming down to a, uh, a one-off decider in mm. the uh, the quarter and semi-final time of the year, and, it, and it's pretty exciting. All four matchups in uh, men's and women's look pretty exciting, and, and could be uh, upsets across the board. So depending on matchups, I suppose these games could be really, really interesting. Yeah, I think like every year, there's going to be a team that gets beat yeah. that shouldn't get beat. Mm. Last year it was Brisbane. Yeah. When Rockhampton went into the Auckland Dome and and stole one from under their nose, yeah, so, one versus eight, yeah, yeah, one versus eight, and you know, hopefully it's one versus eight this year, and yeah. and then Rocky can can do it again and and give us a nice little home court for the rest of the playoffs. But I'll be honest, I don't see that happening. No, but it, it's exciting that we've gone through fifteen weeks to get where we are now, yeah. and ultimately we've got the eight best teams in the men and yeah, the eight I best teams so. in the women. Yeah, you know the the team that that I had to make the playoffs of Sunshine Coast Phoenix kind of stunk it up this year. Mm. Um, I didn't have the Brisbane Capitals making the playoffs. Yes, I remember. Mm. I was talking yep. about that, and I said their style. And they looked pretty shaky until they got Tim Conrad. They did look – I was my predictions were kind yeah. of going pretty well, and then Timmy Conrad – uh, what are they since they added Conrad? Maybe seven and two. Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah, yeah. seven and two since they've added Conrad. So you know they were five, four and five, and and languishing in the bottom half and not playing great basketball. And mm. I think they've gone seven and two since. So well done to them, and and that's going to be a hell of a fun matchup on Saturday night on the Sunshine Coast with them and USC Rip. You know, uh, the Heckle and Jide Heckle and <laughs> Jekyll and Hyde. Jekyll. <laughs> Jekyll and Hyde. I'm not editing that. No, I know you're not. No, you always edit the the dumb shit. You never edit the dumb shit that I say, and you always take out the dumb shit you say. 100%. Um, Yeah. So (laughs) the Jekyll and Hyde matchup, uh, Brisbane and uh, USC rip on on Saturday night is going to be a lot of fun. Um, Is that the first time that USC have hosted playoff game in their short yep. QBL history. Yep, um, well is. done to them. Mm. And yeah. they actually, uh, they beat Brisbane twice this year. And I they think did. this yeah. is the first time they've ever beaten them. So they've got to go in a bit of confidence. But both the wins this year were before Conrad signed. And Conrad's a really big addition to them. Makes them a really different type of team. He's just instant offense anytime he touches it. If they need a really big basket, they've got a guy there, a, a star, that can really put the ball in the, in the hole. And, mm. you know, they rip the second best defensive team. I'm pretty sure that's right Yep. by the stats. They're going to have to really uh, clamp down on him. And does Izzy Twitter get the job on him? Um, is it maybe Louis Ilton with a bigger uh, I think it'd be Louis, Louis Ilton yeah. with a bit more size. Um, you know, it's going to be a super physical matchup. Mm. I'll be interested to see how that game is officiated because yeah. um, that could really dictate who wins that game. If it's a free-flowing, loosey-goosey style, mm. Brisbane have an upper hand. Um, but if it, it's... If it's allowed to be physical, physical bump and grind game, I think the the advantage goes to the rip, just because of the way they play. Yeah, yeah, I agree. So it's USC. They they really push the boundaries on that physicality. So you know, if it's a lot like how Perth, how the yes. Wildcats play, very yep. physical, and they yep. they dare you to keep on calling them. If you're yep. going to keep on calling them, then 
they might be in trouble. But if you know, you know if, we, we saw it here in Townsville when USC came yeah. in. You know, Louis Hilton four thousand in the into mm. the second quarter. Yeah, you know, the guy barely played eight nine minutes in the game. Yeah, you, you know, because he's not allowed to do what he does at home. Yeah, and and I don't know why it's officiated that way. Mm. I don't know why it's so different in the north than it is in the south. It def- there definitely is. That the, there is a definite yeah. definite line. It, it just makes it hard, and it causes frustration for players and coaches. And I I don't think you can say that it's oh you know the home crowd thing because it's no, not that at no. all. Um, it's just that the game is actually officiated differently yeah. to, to north and south, and you know maybe we're we're a little bit spoiled here in Townsville with, with the level of officials that we have. Yeah. We, you know international level referees are Kylie Voden and. Um, Scott Brown, yeah. you know Tom Jones is refereeing international basketball. You yeah. know we we are gifted with those those very talented individuals, and you know you just you, you there's such there's so many games happening in the south every weekend. You can't they're spread so thin. Yeah, and and I, and I can say it now without um, anyone thinking there's any bias because home refs can't referee. Well, yet. that's right. Yeah. So Scott Brown, I think is has been awesome the last probably year and a half. His communication has been really really good. Yeah. He used to be a really fiery young guy, and you, know, you couldn't really talk to him. But mm. now he actually has a great explanation, and that's what makes makes referees great. Coaches get, uh, from my perspective, it's hard to get a point across because they're either on the other side of the court, you can't yell out. But when you do say but something, but you still yell out anyway. Yeah, I still yell. Yeah. Out. <laughs> but you just want an answer, and because it's there's a, a short time to do it, there's a mm. little bit of urgency, and and Scott has been providing those answers, which has been great. Mm. Coley's always been really good as well. Yeah. And that's where, like Tony and Vaughn, those guys, the experienced referees, are really good that, at just right. providing um, communication. You know, the, 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 the officials that commu- can communicate get more respect. Mm. You know, if you're just going to tell someone to go away, yeah, um, or now's not the time, or when is a good time? Yeah, that's right. Because you're not talking to me at any time. Yeah. So now, now I'm pissed off at you. Yeah, yeah. So um, you know that that's the the best officials are the best communicators. I always thought Scott Butler. Um, yeah, he was, was, was that, that, and yeah. Vaughn. Vaughn's great. Um, at, at their communication. So, you know, hopefully we see that f- throughout the playoffs. Hopefully we don't see officials dictate the outcomes of games. Hopefully we, we – and I'm sure we will see, you know, the talented athletes that are in this league, mm. you know, control the outcomes and, and, and con- control what happens in these, these four games um, in the men and in the women this weekend. So can you see this be a, a high-scoring game? USC, I think they're, yeah, they're second with 81.6 points a game against. Yep. Brisbane are first in scoring with 101.5 points mm. for. So which style is going to win out this game? The old adage goes defense wins championships, mm. right? Is that going to win this game? So are, are you tipping USC on the back I, of the I D? am taking USC. I, I was more um, – look, even though that, that we um, won handily against them, um, I've been more suitably impressed by USC over the course of the full season than I have Brisbane. Yeah. Yep. Um, that That's just me personally. Um you, you know, I think Izzy Izzy Tuetta's a you know a top ten guy in the in the QBL. Mm-hmm. Um, Eric McAllister's proven that he's a difference maker. Um, Josh Tuetta's a, a handful as well. Yeah. Brisbane don't have great size outside of Nelson Carla. Yeah, and he, he hasn't been playing bench, a whole yeah. lot. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Timmy Timmy's playing the five sometimes. Ben Wilson plays the five. Yeah, Wilson just simply can't shoot the ball. Yeah, like guys Almost just refuses to. Yeah, they they, as well. they just don't guard him um, outside the keyway. Uh, I, I think. USC have good matchups for Aaron Anderson, yeah, and Brandon Davis, yeah, you know, with, with Twitter uh, and and Hurdle, yeah, both uh, good defenders in the backcourt, and they're both big too. Mm. You know, Izzy Izzy's a big point guard, yeah, Hurdle's a, a good size too. Um, Brisbane are tiny, eh? They, they are, are really they, they really are small. Really, Coxic really isn't small. big. Anderson <clears throat> Davis and midgets, 
Mm. That both those guys are looking at me eye to eye. So you know, it's a really small lineup across the board. Yeah. And USC do have a lot of size. So yep. Um, yeah, I think I think USC is going to get that one. So their their first playoff win is a uh, an association in the QBL. Yeah. I think that's going to go to them. But uh, if they can't put the clamps down, or if the style of play doesn't suit the USC, then yep. Um, you know, it is a four or five matchup, so it's going to be pretty close. Yep. I take USC there. What about that Mackay Rocky game? Can you see Rocky? I can't see it happening. A Rocky sec two years in a row, an eight over a one. No, I, I, yeah. Even I though they've beaten them once this year. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it. I don't think it could happen. Mm. Um, they have been, like you said, they have beaten them once in, this year, and it was, you know, one of the three games that Mackay dropped, and it, you know, probably very similar to us that they, you know, they have those games where it's just they just didn't get up for it, or yeah. you, you know, Rocky, you know, shot the hell out of the ball. They went to that one through one and yeah. were really disruptive, but. I think on the road with Mackay's depth of talent, yep. um, the Todd Blanchfield factor. Yeah, there's yeah, Mackay are, are too good. Simply put, that they they they're, they're yeah. just too good. I don't the think they've got an alone. answer for Titus Robinson either. Just... No, no, I don't think so either. Well, Jimmy Mitchell's actually probably a decent answer um, for for Titus, but Jimmy, um, in comparison to what he how he impacted the league last year, has probably hasn't been. Yeah. Ha- hasn't been, and I think it's probably a product of having Ray Willis and, and Malcolm Bernard, who yeah. are who two dominant ball dominant guys, and yeah. Jimmy's trying to find his place around that. Mm. Um, but in saying that, you know, it, Jimmy does have the 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 potential to to really impact this game and, and change how how Rockhampton can play Mackay to yeah. a standstill. So um, and he's been in big games before. Mm. Jimmy loves big games. He, Jimmy yes. does good in big games. Yes. <laughs> Jimmy buckets, all that. All that aside, the thing that worries would worry me if if you're playing Rockhampton is they have two guys who could potentially have forty. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, Ray Willis is a proven scorer in this league. Malcolm Bernard was third in the league in scoring this year, mm-hmm. um, at nearly twenty seven a game. So, yeah. Look, I, I mean, that's the concerning thing if you're Mackay. I think that the the change in defense as well, the one three one, the one two two, the two three, the yep. switching man, that stuff may cause a few problems and might slow Mackay down. And yep. Mackay have been a really good scoring team as well. Yep. Um, they've been right up there. They're fourth, ninety seven points a game. Yep. If Mackay can slow them down and make them a bit of a grind, then that's when Bernard and and Willis and those guys can get going and score. So I can't see Rocky being in this game myself. It, I think it's no. I, I think they'll make it close. For a while, I don't think Mackay is going to go and blow them off the court. Um, you know, Tweedy will have a plan, and yeah. you know they'll they'll stick to it, and it'll be mm. something funky and a little different, and make Mackay adjust to it. I just don't think they have the cattle um, when when it all's said and done oh, to yeah, hang around yeah. for forty. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So um, for for me, both of those are going to go straight to the script, and I don't see this uh, one going any differently either. Logan. And Cairns. Do you think Cairns can cause an upset down in Logan? I, I don't think so. I, mm. I don't think Cairns have been playing good enough basketball of late. Um, although they looked a, a bit better against Sunshine Coast Phoenix last week. Yeah. Um, well, that's, you know, granted Phoenix on the on the second night of a back-to-back. Mm. Um, you know, Logan absolutely just tore them to pieces Yeah. less than a month ago. Yeah, it was three weeks ago, yeah. Yeah, so on that. They um, beat him by 30-something. And mm. it, Cairns were never in that no. game. Logan just absolutely ran over the top of him. Yep. Simmons, their point guard, just tore them apart. Mick Cedar from the outside. Um, and Mitch Young on his 40-point performance from last week's in good form. Yep. Then Obi Shea, such a great complimentary piece. And, you know, if there was a six-man of the year, I'd probably be giving it to Sean Carroll. Yeah. He has been fantastic yep. on the bench and him and, him shit and, on him, us him in and the first Dwayne, half. Him and Dwayne Vale. Yeah, Ducey as well. Yep. 
Um, yeah. You know, Keegan Tude Hope's been great yeah. for us off the bench. You know, the, those veteran guys um, that, that steady the ship, mm. uh, the, the the shooter. Luke Shelley um, can come in and stretch the floor for, yeah. for those guys. But, you know, Obi Shea and Mitch Young, too much to handle in the front court for Cairns against uh, Krizlovich and Nwellaway. Yeah. Matt, Matty Smith, um, you know, if he can get his body up for it. Nwellaway's been a real disappointment for me. I thought he, he was even talking about NBL and, nah, no, mate, yeah, that's not for you. Yeah, no, I think they... They got what they expected. Okay. Yeah. For for me, that's what I expected him to be. Yeah. He I, hasn't been disappointing. He's been what I expected him par. to be. Yep. Okay. Um, yeah, I thought he might have been able to give a little bit more. But, yeah, so to me, those three games are going to go to plan and, and hopefully our game is going to go to plan. So the men's side of the draw, um, I don't think there's going to be too many upsets. The only one is the, the Brisbane-USC, the 5-4, but that's always a traditionally a very close game. Um, so... That one could go either way. I can't see Rockhampton up, upsetting uh, a one seed two years in a row, but you know, obviously they can, they definitely can do it. But yeah. I can't see it this year. Yeah. And, and Logan, despite Mick Conlon saying that the Gold Coast team um, with four wins in a row are the hottest team in the uh, in the QBL, Logan have been awesome. They've won seven, seven games in a row. Yep. And if you take out that first round. And I thought they were horrible in the first they, round, by they, the way. Well, they were. They were horrible. They were horrible. But since then, yeah. they have been, I think mm. it's 14 and 2 since they then. They're 14 which, and 2 since mm. round one. Yep. So they're clearly the hottest team in the QBL. Yep. They dropped a game to uh, Southwest and they dropped a game to Rip yeah, since okay. round one. Yeah. Yep. And the Rip game, I think, was in like round four or five. So it's. Yeah. a while back as well. You know, so they're every team should be worried about Logan. They have really good. Absolutely. Yeah, they they're they're really good. Luke has them playing good team disciplined basketball. Yep. You know, they have a plan for everything. Yep. Yeah. Um kudos. Very well to, scouted, yep. good game plans. Yep. I I gave Luke my uh top nod for the coach of the year. Yep. I think he's had a really good year. Yep. Townsville Gold Coast. Yeah. Is this the game that has the biggest potential for upset, Rod? Yeah, it probably could be. Hmm. Uh because Gold Coast, I think Something like eight of their guys have had NBL experience yep. or, or are an import. Yep. Um, so there's a lot of experience and a lot of big game experience. Yep. Reese Martin scares me. Yep. Um, and then so does Attic Ponya and Dwayne Vale off the bench. Yep. Um, those guys are very good. So, um, yeah, they, they have changed their style and uh, changed their lineup since we played them last down in, in Gold Coast when we pretty, pretty much blew them out of the water in the first quarter and, and won by 30. I think we're up at 40 at some stage during that game. Yeah, that's not going to happen again. No, that's that, definitely that, that's, not going to happen. That's definitely not going to happen. And while they're not the hottest team in the league, they're certainly playing good basketball. Yeah, for sure. You know, the, the four straight wins to get them into the playoffs, I think, you know, five of six to finish the season. Yeah, yeah. Um, to, to get them there, you know, they, they come in to, to, this, to our place with a lot of confidence. Yeah, they're going to have their tails up for Absolutely. sure. Absolutely. Mm. Yeah, you know, obviously they've got some advantages where they think they have them, we we have some advantages where we think we have them. Yeah. Um, it's going to be a bit of a chess match um, o- over the 40 minutes. But what what concerns me about this group is, like you said, the, the veterans, the yep. guys who, who know how to win, yep. like Thalo Green, yeah. um, Dwayne Vale, yep. uh, Reese Martin, you know, Attic Ponya, all multiple championship winners in the QBL. Yeah. Um, you know, they all have multiple rings on their fingers and, and they've done it over a sustained period of time. Mm. You know, you put the, the, the talented... Like McVeigh, Dion Mitchell, TJ Diop, yeah. and Diop has multiple rings as well. Yeah, so they they've got championship credentials and championship experience. So th- this is where, like, although my bench don't score a lot, I think the the experience coming off of my bench and the the uh, the defense that they can play to slow a team down. Yep, um, that's where they, these guys can come in and play a really big role against their role players. Yep, 
Uh, and then, like when when shit really gets going, then our our starting five hopefully can yep. can really carry the load offensively. So, yeah, um, yeah it's going to be a really exciting game. It's almost sold out, right, Greg? It is. Or we have less than less than ninety tickets left. Good. Yep. So the furnace is going to be packed. It's awesome. going to be a sellout, um, and it won't be the only venue that's sold out this weekend either. Yeah. I wonder if Logan can get a really big crowd there because every mm. uh, the last time I'd been I was down there and everyone that I've seen on on live streams there've been a really good crowd in Logan yep. so I think that's going to be a good one. Mackay traditionally sell out pretty well, and you know this the first USC uh, home playoff game that should be a really big yes. one as well. Yeah, yeah, I could imagine that 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 venue will be rocking on Saturday night. Mm. So around the league, you know, the support is there. That the, the support is there yep. for those the, the hometown teams and yep. you know everyone's so invested in this and. Uh, it's going to be fun to, to watch it unfold and, and, and see the product on the court this weekend. Yeah, it's going to be really exciting. And uh, so here in Townsville, we've got the Flames, the uh, minor premier Flames playing the North Gold Coast Seahawks. Yep. Um, so that game's at 6 o'clock, ours is at 8. So pretty cool to have um, two playoff games mm. for, for one here in Townsville. It's yep. exciting times. And yep. they'll hopefully keep on winning through to the grand final series, which yep. will be uh, hosted bit of, here. Bit of a danger game for the Flames without Darcy Garvin, who's off to Opal's camp today. Mm. Um, you know, some other players around the QBL and the Cole C camp is going to be missing from Southwest Metro as well. So, you know, a big chink in their armour. Um, you give Rocky a chance to beat them? I absolutely give Rocky a yeah, chance to beat them. Me too. Um, Jason Chaney's a much better coach um, the, the, uh, for Southwest, uh, and I think he'll have his team better prepared and a better plan, mm. and he'll make better adjustments in games. Um, but Rockies certainly have yeah. the talent to to go and trouble that Southwest team with with Ellenberg, Shanavia Dowdell, yep. uh, Brooke Blair, who's coming from New Zealand, who's been good for them, mm. uh, Taylor Evans from uh, Cairns, yeah, recently, who's, yeah. who's been solid in Boke. So, look, I mean, Rocky don't have depth; they have they have talent. Um, they've had talent. They have talent who's who have won in this league. But Southwest Metro, I think, on paper, yeah, have the best team in the QBL in, in the QBL women's side of things. Um, I, I remember watching the Rocky girls <coughs> take down the Flames on that uh, the second game yeah. of our trip down there, and they look really, really good, especially mm. offensively. They yeah. shot the shit out of it. So. Yeah, yeah, and, and I think look, South Southwest would be would be disappointed if the if they didn't you know progress past the quarterfinal stage. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I know they've invested heavily in this women's team this year. Mm. You know, the multiple internationals with with Kalani Purcell, Shemaine yeah. Mellers, yep. Nat Taylor, Steph Bairstow. Yeah, like they're they're loaded. They they have a very very good roster. Sea Camp's obviously a big loss for them. I, I think they will still win, but I give Rocky a, a decent chance at, at yep. causing an upset there. Any chance North Gold Coast can do anything? Or Alex Fowler, she uh, can provide a pretty good backup for Darcy Garvin. Yeah, and look, Cox I, I has mean, been amazing. Cox has been amazing. Miller Goodchild has been yeah. better than good. Yeah. Um, Haley Andrews comes back this week, which from, is big. From, yeah. Which was which is big. You know, uh, Stella Beck has been really really good. So I, I feel confident about the Flames that you know yeah. Casey Samuels is an MVP candidate in the women's competition. Mm. Uh, Lisa Burgess is is enormous. She she is a large human being. Yeah. Um, that's going to be a handful for the Flames to deal with if Spe- she can stay out of foul. Yeah. yeah. Stay out of foul trouble. Um, you, you know, it's the pace that the play the Flames play at which will which will trouble North Gold Coast. But if they can find ways to take our girls out of transition and yeah. you know make make us you know try and beat them from perimeter, it becomes a ball game. The, it, it really does. So the game that I think the the big uh, upset could come in is Mackay taking on Ipswich. I know Amanda Johnson has been amazing for Ipswich. Mm. Do you think Mackay can get them? Well, Ips, Ipswich, Ipswich just slapped the shit out of him in Mackay a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, 
Um, I actually don't give Mackay a shot in this one. Okay. No, I think Oh, Ipswich, I thought they had a yeah, chance. I, I like Ravana Campbell and Mia Lloyd are yeah. really good, but they just lack depth. Yeah. They like no Jill Horton this year has been really tough for mm-hmm. them. She's been such a, a backbone of that program for yeah. for a number of years now. Yeah. Um I have Ipswich in, in that one. They are at home. It's a shit place to play, as you know. Yeah. You, you know they'll, cold showers. There'll probably be no one there. You yeah. know, ha, ha, it's going to be cold, hard to get up for. Yeah. It's the switch. So, yeah, I, I'll take Ipswich in that one. And as, as much as I, I would like to Mackay, as much as I would like to see Mackay get that upset, I, I just don't think they have the depth of talent that they've okay. had previously to be able to do that. On the road, the, the, the matchup that I'm looking forward to yes, in the women's this is, is the good one. This is the grudge match. This yeah. is the juicy one. Um, Southern Districts and, and Sunshine Coast Phoenix, and mm. we all know what happened at yeah. the end of the last time they yeah. met in round fourteen. So this this one's going to be, you know, that that'll be worth the price of admission at Karina. Um, yeah, Bishop and Hurst against the depth and quality that Spartans have: Ambrosia Anderson, Romy Bayer, Ash Taya, yeah, uh, Aja Parham, Jess McDowell, White, mm. Beck Haynes. That Spartans roster is really good. Top end talent <laughs> of Phoenix are very very good though. Bishop yeah. is. Just signed over in France, I think it is, yep. to go and play over there. Yep. Nat Hurst, a chance for the MVP of the yeah. girls? Yeah, absolutely. Um, actually, I think Rocky actually tanked the game last weekend against Southwest to avoid playing districts. Really? This week, yeah. Because if they had a beaten Southwest, uh, districts would have slid up to third, Southwest into fourth. Mm, interesting. So Rocky tanked that one because they wanted Southwest this week, and you don't fuck with the basketball gods. Yeah, no. No. Never you, you, never you treats you well. You, no, you don't fuck with the basketball guys because it will bite you in the ass. Yeah. Yeah, look, I, I you know, Southern Districts I think will get this one, but it's gonna be um it, it's gonna be a grind because Hurst Hurst had twenty four in the first half yeah. last time against them and, yeah. and and you know, Bishop's a, a quality big in this league, so yeah. Which is the the biggest chance of an upset there, do you think? Uh, Rocky Southwest, yeah, yep. yep. Rocky Southwest, the biggest chance of an upset. So, but th- those games are going to be fun too. Mm. Um, you know, the the Flames going to be playing in front of a full house. Um, Southwest should should pull a decent crowd, and yep. and hopefully the the you know the the troops come out from somewhere at Southern District because their crowds have been incredibly poor this year. Is at it Spartans? Is there two live uh, streams this week? There, there is. It is the Logan South, Southwest Rocky and Logan Cairns. Okay. Yep. Yeah, both on Saturday night. So okay. from the Live Sport Australia guys, plus obviously you know the QBL's best live stream product yeah. here in Townsville. You can catch all the action from six on uh, on Townsville Basketball YouTube. So yeah. um, I've been so excited about our, our product this year. I well, think give me some stats. I'll give, give you some stats. We have gone to eighty four countries. Isn't that crazy? Eighty four different countries have watched eight, their eight, games. Eight, yeah, viewed in eighty four different. That's countries. That's legit watches too. That's not mm. one offs. No, 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 no. Yeah. So only twenty-seven percent of our total viewers come from outside Australia. That's an, oh, yeah, that's unbelievable. It's, it's really cool. Um, Men's and know, women's competition. One hundred thirty-five thousand live minutes of basketball watched this year. That's amazing. Just from one association leading yeah. the way there, and yep. you know, it it has been really refreshing to see so many other places. Cairns do a really good product yeah, up Cairns, there. Cairns do a really good product. Yep. Yep. Lousy, no. lousy on the call up there. Yeah, he's so, good. Yeah doing a great job a number of different teams doing them i'd love to see everyone else try and get involved in that and mm. see if they can they can step up well, next season i think you know as a as a commercial opportunity for for basketball queensland here yeah to set some standards yeah you know they they want to own the the rights to all the live streams so if you want to own the rights you have to set the standards and hold everyone accountable to it yeah yeah um you know but there, there's an opportunity here to to put your foot down and say you need to live stream and this is the level you need to do it at yeah it's not that hard yeah 
I think they had, uh, even Mackay, when they were starting to do it, just their live stream, it wasn't a very good quality. I think no, they stopped because no. of the quality was yeah, yeah, that's right. pretty poor, um, which is a good decision. You don't want to put out a shit product. No, no, that's right. So, look, I mean, I, I would love to see every team, you know, invest yep. in it and, and, and do it because I think it's we're, – we're never going to get a TV deal. Like, yep. uh, for example, the Q Cup with the Intrust Super Cup yep. um, has with, with Channel 9 on a Sunday where they get their live game on, on commercial TV every week. Yep. We're never going to get that. No. Nah. Our National League doesn't have that yet. Yeah. Um, so we're not going to get it, but we have an opportunity to pull our resources yeah. and, you know, the, the numbers that we have to actually be able to to sell. Yeah. Um, and, and basketball queens are the ones that need to drive that, I believe. And obviously know, they and don't have the funds or the people to try and do it all themselves. No, that's they where they no. go and they no, put that, it back that, out that, to the that's clubs. That's right, yeah. Like, you know, they, they don't have the resources to do every single game, yeah. every single week. Southwest do a great product by themselves. Yes, they They've do. been doing it yep. for a fair while. Yep, yep. Uh, Regan, yep. Regan down there, um, and you know, regularly John Guan is there mm-hmm. as well. So, look, I, I mean, it, and the people who do it know that it's not really that difficult yeah. to do. It yep. doesn't really require that much of an investment mm-hmm. um, to to get it done. Um, but you you need to you got to be a little bit innovative. Yeah, you got to be forward thinking, and yep. you, you know, you got to be proactive with it to. To achieve it, the Cairns one have replays too. That's fantastic. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I've been talking to our guys for a little while about that. Yeah, and they're, yeah, they're, they like their three camera angles, and mm-hmm. you know, yeah, that is that's a, that's something that sets us apart too. The different yeah, camera yeah, angles. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Um, so we'll go through uh, for end of the regular season. Go through some of the stats for some of the teams, and just uh, comment on where we think some teams are and and what some teams do really well. Um, so for starters, offensively, obviously the Brisbane Capitals do so mm. well offensively. Their possession count is really high, so they get to shoot more pos- more shots than everyone yep. else. Um, and, you know, talking to Jeff Tarrant after the game here, um, he, he thinks that sometimes they're a bit uh, misunderstood where they just come down and jack up the first shot. He likes to get the first good shot available. Yeah. And, you know, if people don't shoot the first good shot available, that's when he gets upset. He wants to be able to have high possessions mm. and be able to get you over time, continually getting those those looks up, and then that ties in with their defense as well. Their full court yep. uh, pressure D, their their pack defense down the other end, so match up zone or pack D, whatever they mm. play. Yep. So they're definitely leading the way, 101 points a game. Um, second, so they're, they're pretty much way ahead of the Sunshine Coast Phoenix, three points ahead. So they're on 98, and they scored 100 and something against us. They had 96 against you. Did they? 99-96. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it felt yeah. like 106. It yeah. felt like 160 <clears throat> against <throat> us. So, you know, those teams, both of those teams play a really fast-paced style and, and Roy Booker, the head of that snake, he shoots it whenever he wants mm. wants to there for, for Sunshine Coast and at times that was detrimentative. Um, detrimental. Detrimental, mm. thank you. Yeah. To their cause. So it's hard <clears throat> seeing a team that's second in offense be 12th on the ladder. I would have really liked to see Delvin Johnson on a good team. Yeah. Yeah. Because mm. Sunshine Coast were a bad team. Yeah. Um, I'd li- I would have liked to sell Del- see Delvin on a good team and see how he could have impacted this league. Yeah. You know, Logan Logan at three at 97.4, Mackay at four at 97, Townsville at five at 96. You know, then Rock Rockhampton the next at, you know, dropped down to 92. So, you know, that upper echelon of the league, you know, has a balanced, yeah, a balanced scoring attack, and you you know you move to the opposite end of the spectrum. 
Southwest Metro stinking it up offensively for 81 points a game. That's 20 points <clears throat> difference than the Brisbane <clears throat> Capitals. Yeah. That's a lot, eh? That, that is a lot of points. But they, they really struggled to shoot from deep this year. Their, yep. I think their attempts and their percentage was way down. Mm. But they struggled. Yeah. On was, I don't know how he made the top 15 in that MVP list, mm. but he was ordinary this year yep. at best. Yep. Just glossed over that name. I can't believe that he is on that list. Yeah. Yep. Insane. Um, Gold Coast Rollers. Uh, sorry, Cairns. Cairns at 14 at 83 points a game. Uh, Southern Districts at... 84, North Gold Coast at 85, and Gladstone at 90 um, round out the, that bottom group um, of the you know most anemic offences in the league. I would love to see points per possession mm. because I reckon, and it's, it would be very hard to figure it out with the QBL just with yeah. their stats, but I, I reckon Gladstone would be near the bottom with points per possession because they played a, a faster pace than what their points per game suggests, only yeah. 90 points. And they played a, a lot of possessions, so... Mm. Yeah, they were disappointing offensively, especially with all the guys they brought in. Uh, I think Sakuk Riak was very, very good, but then yeah. uh, Taylor Young was better than I thought he might have been. But after that, it was yeah, it wasn't wasn't good. Not very um, good. Not not a great year for Gladstone. You know, they won an eight at home. Yeah, like you're never going to be a gr- good team if you're one and eight at home. No, you like um, yeah, the least home wins in the league. The Spartans were two and seven. North Gold Coast three and six, where they got all their wins. Mm. Sunshine Coast Phoenix three and six, Ipswich three and six. So, mm. you know, if you want to be in that that top half, you look at the top eight: Mackay and Townsville eight and one, Logan nine and zero oh yeah. at home. Yeah. You know, Phoenix and Brisbane both seven and two, Cairns at five and four, the worst team in the top eight at home, and then yeah. Rocky and, and Gold Coast are both six and three. So, you've got to protect home court. Yeah. You know, Gladstone only won games in two weeks this year. Yeah. They won. They beat Spartans at home and they won the triple on the road. That's it. Yeah. You know, so they've got wins in, in two weeks out of fifteen. So. Um, dis- disappointing for them. Then they're also the worst defensive team in the league. When, the worst, when, were they? Yeah, they all were said and done. Um, at, at given up 104 points a game. points a game. Um, you know, Sunshine Coast Phoenix at 103 and North Gold Coast at 102. You know, you throw, throw a blanket over those three because yeah. it was all looked very similar. And uh, Southern Districts, their, their pace was right down as well. So, yeah. you know, them only giving up 93, almost 94 points a game. Yep. Kind of looks okay, but they had a really sluggish pace. The, the other end of the defensive spectrum, Townsville giving up just on 81, 80.9 yeah, points a game. It shits me. We were under 80 points until yeah, that were. last game. Yeah. So between it. a difference of 24 points per game from the worst to the best defensive team in the league, that's incredible. It really is. Yeah, that is – that's a lot. That's a lot. A lot. If I, if I was coaching a team that gave up 104, 105 points a game, I'd lose my hair because <laughs> – that I'm a really I'm really big on defense and that mm. we do that the players get shitty with it at practice because we do defense so much but we're so talented offensively if we can be great defensively then that other end takes care of itself yeah. we don't have to have like crazy schemes on offense yeah if we're not like if you have to bring the ball out of the basket yeah and walk it up you can't play a fast pace you can't yeah, get easy no. baskets you got to no. grind it out yeah that's right uh, rip rip have been a good defensive team. Since they come to yeah, QBL and once again this year, you know, second in the league at eighty one point six points a game. Yeah. And how's this for a stat? Can scored exactly the same amount of points as they gave up. <laughs> exactly the same. One thousand five hundred and two. Yeah. <laughs> pretty funny. Uh, that, 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 yeah. Spot on. That's a, a weird yeah. anomaly that you probably won't see yeah. very often um, after 18, 18 regular season games. Mm, exactly um, the same amount of points. Just a couple of uh, other interesting nutmegs. Um, the top four teams combined for a record of fifty-seven and fifteen this year. They were thirty-two and four at home. 
That's that's elite. That, that really is. Yeah, that, that is yeah. Um, unreal. Um, the next four uh, the, to round out the top eight, 39 and 29, and they were 24 and 12 at home, mm-hmm. 15 and 17 on the road. And then the bottom five, grand, you know, 39 and 77. Yeah. Th- those teams win, and, you know, 20 and 43 at home, 19 and 44 on the road. Yeah. Um, and whether it's it, – it, there is a talent disparity, don't get me wrong. Yeah. Um, but I don't think it's that great. You know, from from top to bottom, I don't think the talent disparity is that great in the QBL. You know, we saw a lot of upsets this year. Um, teams that just were inconsistent, I think. And, you know, the Townsville Heat have been inconsistent at times. Mackay yeah. been inconsistent at times. Uh, but they still found ways to win. Yeah. You know, I thought last last weekend was probably the worst game I've seen you guys play. And I haven't watched the Mackay game in Mackay, and I'm not going to. <laughs> Good. Um, but that Sunshine Coast game was the worst game I've seen you guys play all year. Yeah. And you still found a way to win. Yeah. There's been a number of games that we probably should have lost uh, and just hadn't weren't on the same page, a little bit energy was down, and maybe we thought that we were just going to turn up and, and win games, yeah. especially last week against Sunshine Coast. Like you, You'll see a team that's 12th on the ladder, probably don't have a big shot at all of making the playoffs. Then when they turn up, there's seven guys warming mm. up down the other end. You look down, you're yeah. like, like, this is going to be easy, but it was nowhere near that. Um, so, you know... You, I, I highly doubt that's going to happen in the playoffs. Guys yeah. are going to be ready and, and focused, but um, yeah, we'll be prepared. Make sure that we don't have a repeat performance because you know in the playoffs you're not going to have too many get out of jail cards. Uh, we left. don't have any. That's right. You don't yeah. have any left. Yeah. Um, you know, but to your credit, what you guys have done when you when you've had a stinker is you've come back and and been really good the next week. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, you weren't great against Mackay. Um, in round one, you come back in week two and, and we're, we're really good against Rockhampton. Yep. Uh, you know, when you drop in Logan, you come back the next day and just kick the shit out of Ipswich. Yeah. Uh, then you drop to Mackay and Mackay and come back home and, and you know, put the cleaners to the rip. Mm. So there's been a response to, you know, playing poor basketball. And it, it sort of seems to come for you guys after four or five straight wins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, after the, the Logan loss was after seven straight. The yep. Mackay loss was after four straight. You know, and, and this one was after uh, you'd won four straight and managed to win five. Yeah. You know, so it just it goes in these these ebbs and flows yep. where guys get a bit comfortable and, um, you know, just deviate from the cause a little bit. But, um, you know, I think everything will be back on the same page this weekend and, and a really focused group for the playoffs. Certainly hope so, that's for sure. But um, interesting little note, uh, Jack McVeigh and Harry Froling, they both went to Adelaide during the week yep. and did all their preseason testing and... Uh, all their the first of their preseason, so they'll be probably going backwards and forwards mm. um, throughout the playoffs. That's going to yep. be just a little bit interesting. It, um, I think who else is going to be in, in the uh, NBL from the well, QBL? Mitch, Mitch Young has been up in Cairns for a little bit. Yep. Uh, Todd Blanchfield in Illawarra, Jordan yep. Jet in Illawarra. Dino Roberto apparently is a DP or going to be at Adelaide as well. Yeah, right. Yep. Um, doesn't surprise me. I know Vern and Vern, uh, J- uh, Darnell's dad. Yeah. Yep. Uh, are close. So. Yep. Um, what about Nelson? Sorry, Jamal. Jamal Robito, not Darnell. Darnell's a younger brother. Darnell's a younger brother. Yep. God damn, yep. I'm shocking on names today. Yeah, um, Jamal. You know, Jared Bairstow maybe with the Bullets again. Tyrell Harrison will be with the Bullets. Yep. Will Magne with the Bullets. Adam yep. Gibson with the Bullets. Yep. Um, you know, there's there's a, a lot of guys, a lot of guys transitioning to the next level out of our league, which is great. Tim Conrad with the Illawarra Hawks yep. as well. So... Um, there's yeah. a lot of talent in this league, and yes. um, moving on to the NBL, there are preseason games starting. So Melbourne playing 
uh, the St. Mary's Gales. That's yep, tonight. That's tonight in and, Melbourne. Yeah, and then yep. uh, Sydney playing their first game. I think both of them are going to be live on uh, the internet somewhere. Yep. Um, yeah, Sydney playing Japan. Matt, Matt McQuaid always does a great job with the Sydney stuff yeah, uh, yeah. pre-season when, when they get to do it. So, yeah. um, it's a yeah. shame he has to match up with uh, Brad Rosen beside him, though. That's always a downer. <laughs> yeah, that is, yep. <laughs> Over-explaining everything. Mm. Uh, a little interesting signing, uh, Brian Bowen signed that next star thing. He's yep. uh, he signed with Louisville, and I think he had his parents must have got paid 100 grand. That's, that's the word for him to sign with uh, Louisville, and they found right. out about it. The yep. Louisville got in a fair bit of trouble. Yeah. Um, well, and now he's getting a hundred grand from the NBL, so right, yeah. So he's he's cashing in again. Um, so he'll be he'll be uh, at the moment. I don't think he's in the top sixty four for the draft next Prospects, year. Yeah, but uh, I'm sure yeah, there'll be a lot of scouts around Sydney Kings games mm. and and around the NBL again. Cairns just signed um, Mello Trimble, who yep. is I actually really like, and he was a great. At Maryland. Uh, great player yep. for Maryland at the, the Terrapins, especially in their uh, NCAA. Had, had a really good le- uh, season in the G League last year with Iowa. Iowa um, be- was it? Okay. Yeah, better than 16 points a game. Was with Minnesota yeah. uh, through preseason, then got slid to the G League uh, after I that. I think so he's going to be really, really good in the NBL. They needed a good point guard. Yeah, they yeah, do. They, yeah. they, they needed a stud at yeah. the point guard position. And, you know, it's always a risk taking, you know, a, a younger guy in yeah. the NBL. We've seen it with Scoochie Smith and. Yeah. Um, who who was who was the guy that Cairns had before Scucci? Travis Trice. Travis Trice, you know, was better for Brisbane than he was for Cairns, yeah. I think. Um, you know, so it, it'll be interesting to see how Trimble transitions to the NBL. But yeah. um, from the from the comments from Mike Kelly, you know, and Mike knows this league very very well. Yeah. Um, he'll he knows the guys, you know, the type of guys that see. So I think they've they pretty <clears throat> spot on with their two imports. Uh, DJ Newball. DJ Newball and Melo Trimble. Now they need a three. Yeah. I think they need a big three that can play some four yeah. um, in, in smaller lineups. Mm-hmm. Um, that's my personal opinion, but a guy that can create his own shot. Yeah. Um, I think they start the three imports, Loughton and Jawai. Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah. Yep. That, that's how I would go. Mm-hmm. Um, personally, I think Loughton probably had his best NBL season last year and, yeah. and deserves to be rewarded. He hasn't mm-hmm. done anything this offseason other than. You know the the boomer stuff where he went to China and that, which is a bit interesting because he's been a, a pretty yeah he has yeah good player in the QBL yeah, yeah he has he's been active um, yeah. but also has done that in a couple of seasons where he didn't play as much for the Taipans yeah as he yeah probably would have yeah um, been should have been entitled to so look I, I mean you know I still I still think the Cairns rosters probably lacks yeah. something that others do yeah at, at this so. point in time so. Um, it, it'll be interesting to see what Mike does with that last piece. Yeah. Yeah. I think um, Mello, 34% three-point shooter at uh, in college. So yep. there's he, he can play off the ball a little bit as well, which yep. is good for them. Now, one big thing in the NBL that came out yesterday, mm. the Adelaide 36ers put a court injunction on the transfer or release of Mitch Creek yep. to the NBA. That sounds like that's fucking crazy. Yeah, it, it's hard to... Clearly, we don't know the whole story. Yeah, and without knowing the contractual obligations mm. of either party, right. um, so the story goes from what you read on, on Fox Sports Online and yep. and, and, and on, on Twitter, um, is that he was he had an NBA Euro out clause, had a year to run, yep. was released to Würzburg yep. in Germany, where he also had an NBA out. Yep. He invoked his NBA out from that. They, yep, okay, they're all good with it. Now, Adelaide's saying, you know, hey, what about us? 
but why? What's the hundred grand for? Do they want to buy out? No, they want to buy out. Yeah, but he had an out clause. So how? Well, how do they want to yeah, buy out? I wonder what's attached to the out clause. I wonder if it says if you want to invoke the NBA out clause, you you've got a free Euro pass. Yeah, because we're not going to get money from Europe. But once he but, went to Europe, isn't their contract null and void then? Well, isn't he out? You would assume. So that's that's why I question if he had an NBA out clause. Was it just a European out clause? And then once well, he wasn't going to Europe, well, hang on, well, you can't well, go maybe, to the NBA. Maybe, maybe the NBA out had a... A payout a, figure. A payout figure, a buyout figure. Do you do you worry that... Um, for, oh, two, two parts to this question. Do you worry that this puts a really sour taste in Mitch Creek's mm. um, Adelaide relationship yeah. and might prevent him from realising his dream? Yes. And do you think that this could jeopardise recruiting in the future for the Adelaide 36ers club for young guys who might have an aspiration on going well, to the NBA. potentially, yeah. What, so it sounds very short-minded to me mm. from Adelaide. Yeah, and look, what we don't know is that is it they're stopping from him from going to training camp or is it conditional that he actually makes the roster? Yeah, yeah. You, you know, you've got to look at it objectively and um, as well, is it is it the training camp like, hey, you can't go to training camp unless we get 100K. Or if you make the roster, yeah. we want 100K. But if there was a choice between mm. if the Brooklyn Nets are looking like even the Long Island Nets, mm. who's coached by Will the long Weaver. and shorts, yep. Will Weaver, um, if there's a choice between him and another American guy, one, you've got to pay $100,000, and yep. the other one, you're going to get... Mm. Like, why would you make... That's right, yeah. So isn't yeah, that... Potentially, potentially harpoon Mitch yeah. Creek's NBA dream and... You know, like like we said, we don't know the the contractual ins and outs of it, but on the surface, it's just a head scratcher. Yeah, yeah. And it's like now that it's out in the public, really, really bad look mm. for Adelaide. Yeah, because obviously, no one like us, we don't know what's in there. No. So from the outside looking in, it looks really bad for mm. Adelaide. Yeah, which is disappointing. Mm. Um, but yeah, good luck to Mitch Creek, and um, hope he actually gets that spot. So if it's a two way contract, then that's that's huge. Yeah. Um, last little note uh, for me before we, we wrap it all up. The under-18 um, Asian qualifiers are on. Sam Frolling, Aiden Kraus, um, Callum Dalton, and Statman. Kobe Statman. Kai. No, yes, Cody. Cody Statman? Cody Statman. Yep. Yeah, all playing in that game, and they've yep. been shitting Tam- on teams. Tamri so, Wigness. Tamri Wigness, another Queenslander. Another Queenslander. Yep. Yeah, five. We up to five? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, good luck in that game. A little small note, if they win their next game and get play to the, the semifinals, they play Thailand. Play Thailand. Isn't, or is no, it they Philippines? No, they play the Philippines. No, they play Thailand ne- yeah. next to yes. get to the Philippines Correct. in Bangkok. Yes. So that will be a very interesting game. And mm. I'll probably, uh, yeah, might be very closely officiated, I would say, especially the recent goings yeah. on in the yeah. uh, the world. <laughs> so yeah. I wonder if it's even going to be a close game on that one because there could be a huge crowd. Well, yeah, it potentially could could get. A Is little... that in the back of your mind if you're one of those kids? Um, yeah, maybe, maybe because it's so relevant and and recent. Yeah, yeah. May, maybe. Um, if it was in Manila, yeah, oh, shit, di- yeah. different different story. Yeah. Um, given that it's you know offshore, it it could be. Um, yeah. Yeah. Look, it'd be really disappointing if something happened in a junior event. Right. Yeah. But the, that Aussie team has been playing. I, I've watched uh, their yeah, games. Watched a few game, yeah. They are good. Yeah. How good is Sam Froling? Holy oh my shit. Goodness, yeah. He's, he's great. He's a special talent. And his mop. Yeah. What's doing with his hair? 
Looks like something like Ringo or something. Yeah, he's he does. Got, he's got that, um, you know, that Beatles Rolling Stones look yeah. that he's going for. Um, but yeah, he's uh, got a big bright future, especially yeah, the next does. couple yeah, of years of Crichton. Um, so. Yeah, he, he's been dominant uh, last, at that tournament. Tamri Wignes, is he NBA bound? Um, is it a lock? I don't know if it's a lock, but he's on the radar without a doubt. Yeah. Um, what's his ceiling? Isaiah Thomas? Yeah. Yep. Paddy Mills? Yep. You know, um, not as good a shooter as Paddy, but really, Paddy wasn't a, a Paddy amazing wasn't an shooter. elite shooter as a junior, but he worked hard at his trade. Yeah, you know, to to be what he is, and a guy so. that's worked really closely with him over the last probably five or six years, Aaron mm. Fern, just got a uh, assistant coaching job in uh, Charlotte. So mm. the the forty nine is there. Um, yep, I've actually been to Charlotte there when Mike Mike Price was the coach, yep. uh, ex Cleveland Cav. Yep, and uh, Mike Price doesn't have a clue. I got to tell you. <laughs> He's not a great coach. That's, so. why, that's why he lasted like how many games at, at South Dragons? Dragon, yeah, yeah, like five games. Yeah. Yeah, he was, it was head scratching. A guy with all that experience, he was not mm. good. No. But yeah, Aaron Fern, uh, obviously, I think he had a couple of uh, pretty interested NBL parties, but none as head coach. So it might have just been bad timing. So I'm, I'm pretty keen to see the Fern family grow up and get some mm. college experience and high school experience yep. in America. Because, yeah, those kids can really play as well. Yeah, Jasmine Fern had a really good under-16 nationals mm. as a bottom-age player. So, yeah, yeah it's going to really um, oh, it's gonna really hurt Cairns basketball not having Aaron yeah. so invested in that junior pathway. Because yep. um, you can be as critical of Aaron Fern as you want, but... His he, footprints were all yes, over that junior yeah, system. Yeah. The, the amount of time and, and his own resources that he invested yeah. into, into building Cairns basketball to a junior powerhouse in Queensland and Amy as well yes yeah, yeah. Uh, his wife coached multiple rep teams mm. you know um, the, the the work they did at the domestic level was yep. impressive yep. so yeah that, they're going to be sorely missed and mm. I don't think people realise the magnitude of what he contributed yep. to, to that program um, until it's gone but in saying that they've got a, another great community guy Mike Kelly going in there oh yeah and, you know, Mike's going to work just as hard for him. So Probably uh, the hardest working guy I've ever seen, Mike Kelly. He's mm, always, yep, always helping someone yep, out. Yeah, when his phone's not flat. <laughs> um, so, big weekend of games in the QBL, men's and women's. Uh, it's exciting to see the playoffs come around. And, you know, all eight games are going to be pretty close, I would imagine, mm. right from uh, from top to bottom. Are they all on Saturday night? They are all on Saturday night. Well, so, we'll, we'll know. Get to a that. game. And, and we're the latest game because we're, we're the only yeah, association yeah. hosting both. Mm. Men and women quarterfinal. Nice little humble brag there, Greg. <laughs> Why not, right? Why not? Yeah, combined record of 31 and 5 this year. Dropping stats Towns all over. Towns or heat and flames. <laughs> yeah. All right, so uh, make sure you uh, check us out on Twitter, uh, on our Facebook page as well. Thanks for downloading on iTunes and leaving any comments and stuff like that. Uh, we're always on SoundCloud, which is a good one that we use, and still heaps and heaps of downloads. So thank you very much for your support. Hashtag long and short. <laughs>